I think just just by default, there are probably 10,000 Miami people inside <laughs> Ripley Field at, at every game because there's a lot of us that live here in Chicago. Hey guys, welcome back to Beyond High Street. David Schwab here. Before we talk about our guest today, how about a shout out to former Beyond High Street guest, Miami alum, Jay Livingston, new chief marketing officer at Shake Shack. That's awesome, Jay. Well deserved. And everybody go out, get a burger, get a shake, maybe even a beer or a glass of wine at Shake Shack. Very cool. On today's pod, we talk to Andy Blackburn. Andy leads business efforts for Marquee Sports and Entertainment a business owned by the Ricketts family in Chicago. And you'll hear on the pod all the assets that they have under their roof, including Wrigley Field, Chicago Cubs, and much, much more. He spent the last 20 years across the sports marketing and media landscape, a number of different companies he's worked for after four successful years at Miami, which included a trip to the Lux program and time in Moscow. On the pod, I challenge Andy. We have a I thought thoughtful discussion on how to sell, what has changed in the sales and marketing business over the past 20 years, how to interact with customers, what's the property and customer relationship in 2019, and how to improve the experience for people every single day. Interesting note for Andy, and we talk about it, he got his first job selling for the Detroit Pistons via a lead from a Miami professor during summer school after a senior year. Clearly, relationships do matter. We start the conversation where Andy explains how the Chicago Cubs work into the Marquee Sports and Entertainment and what Marquee Sports and Entertainment is really about. Enjoy the pod. When the Ricketts family purchased the team back in 2009, at the time, we had uh, you know a series of parking lots in the neighborhood, uh, you know, as well as obviously Wrigley Field and, and the team, and not much beyond that. And as time has evolved, we you know for those that have that have been to Wrigley in the last couple of years, you've noticed that we launched a hotel across the street, a Marriott property, 175 keys, uh, as well as Gallagher Way, which is a public space that. Is programmed with uh, things for the community as well as we do, we've done some private concerts out there and private events. And then uh, we also now own 11 of the rooftop uh, buildings that are that are, have been pretty popular over the years. And what we realized was we were starting to grow beyond just baseball and the Cubs. So the decision uh, going on four years ago or so was to peel all of our salespeople out and and create a a sales agency and to to be able to sell across all of those assets and and uh, and then with the with the, the goal to grow beyond that and which is kind of where we are right now and uh, starting to take on some some third party partners and so outside of the Cubs and, and Wrigleyville we uh, we've recently partnered with the PGA Tour and the Western Golf Association and the Major League Baseball Players Association to create a PGA Tour Champions event in Arizona during spring training every year that will marry up current and former baseball players with uh, with the legends of the game of golf uh, in an official um, sanctioned PGA Tour Champions event. So that's, that's uh, slated to start in 2020 
and be played every year during spring training out in Arizona. So, and there's there's more growth uh, that'll be happening over the next few months that uh, we'll, we'll certainly announce. But uh, it's it's been a lot of fun to to be a part of uh, getting to grow this thing. And, and I will touch on in a second here what you guys are doing with that opportunity starting in 2020. It makes a ton of sense. But go go back to when you were hired, when it was just baseball and Cubs, and before it really yep. was a sales agency. What, when you were hired, what, what was your job then? Yeah, uh, it's, it's so it's, it's interesting because I I've always worked in sports media or or marketing, and I had a friend that I started my career with back when we were 22 years old, cold calling to sell piston season tickets, uh, who was running sales and marketing for the bears. And I lived in the Wrigleyville neighborhood and, and he sent me a note and said, the Cubs are, are looking to build out a sales team. And up until that point, the, the, the Cubs were really a, just a television asset for the Tribune company. And so there was never a focused effort on sales. We just kind of turned on the phones and answered them every once in a while if people were interested in buying a ticket. And as you're aware, people were always interested in buying a ticket, so we never had a strategy for pricing or, or how we would go into the marketplace. And so the, the, the team was interested in, in building out a new sales team. And this was um, to, to start to prepare for what would become the $1 billion restoration to Wrigley Field and, and neighborhood. And so... When I when I came over here, my job was to uh, to to set a new strategy to go into the marketplace um, to sell the assets we had at the time, which were seventy one club seats and and uh, you know a suite level that was built in nineteen eighty nine to for the nineteen ninety All Star Game, uh, with the intention of of growing that. And when we open up the doors uh, on opening day in, in just under a month. We will have 1,700 club seats and a brand new suite level with uh, these amazing, this amazing new technology they call elevators. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Wrigley has changed uh, for the better, and and since since that has happened, um, you know I've I've now am doing corporate partnerships and and uh, some other some other things around here, uh, non game day events and meetings and. Uh, but it was originally it was to to build out that sales team and what's what's interesting is when i when I came over here the, i I did it with the 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 interest in the project and everything we had going on and and the 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 prospect of new club spaces and this this plaza that was, that would eventually became Gallagher way that we were going to put together never in my wildest dreams did I think that a a World Series ring was going to be a part of that? And I, I I didn't even contemplate that when I was thinking about the job. And and it was just it's it's been such a fun run since uh, since since I came over. Are, are there employees uh, for the Cubs that are salespeople in a sales office that they're email or they are hired by Cubs, or is the entire sales group for Chicago? under marquee, which I imagine some way from uh, equity ownership for you is still part of the Cubs family too. Yeah, so our, our company is, is owned by, by the Ricketts family. Okay. So, uh, so we, uh, that marquee sports and entertainment lives on its own. 
all of the, I, I, I say all of the salespeople that are involved in, in Cubs related and neighborhood related products all work for Marquee. Now, we do have a, a Cubs fan services room that will sell individual tickets and, and, um, you know, act as a, a liaison for, you know, our, our ticketing system. But, um, as it, as it relates to sales for, um, you know, most of the products here at, at Wrigley Field, those are all done by, by uh, our team here at Marquee. And when you, when you were hired into, when, when you were all of a sudden going from the few club seats to something greater and, and more assets in market, was it harder to create the assets or to sell the assets? But that's such a good question. It was so, um, it, it's a it's a different type of uh, difficulty, and the the creation was was actually really fun. And then when I say it was difficult, because it was it was painstaking at times because we started that process now ugh, probably probably three and a half years ago, maybe four years ago, and it was biweekly meetings with the architects, project managers. The, our Levy, our great concessionaire partner, um, the, our marketing team, the sales team, the service team. There, we we had these we had these huge meetings that were happening every other week to talk about what we you know what these spaces should be. And what what was really fun was we went out and we asked our customers, "What do you want? If we were to create these, how should they live and how should they breathe?" So we used. Um, a, a market research firm called Surat to go out and conduct focus groups as well as um, as well as surveys to find out exactly what our customers wanted. So we took that, combined it with um, with the the fan, fan segmentation study that we had done to figure out what do our fans really love and what it spit out ultimately was uh, was, was the, the theme of of each of these spaces and, and kind of what they look like and. Along the way, we also visited every venue we could possibly visit. Um, you know, not only in the baseball space, but we spent time at Berkman's place down in Augusta. We spent time at Madison Square Garden, the Staples Center, um, Yankee Stadium. You name it. We tried to to, to pull great ideas, uh, which, as you know, in this in this world, um, is is kind of how how we all do it. Pull great ideas from everywhere and just. We threw it all into a pot and, and stirred it up, and it spit out what I think is going to be an awesome product for for everybody that, that shows up here on opening day. You get me pretty excited talking Berkman's as we're mid-March and we're only a few yeah. weeks away from Augusta. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Uh, that, that is uh, that is the crown jewel of of experiences in sports, and um, you know they. They're fortunate that they that they operate on seven days a week. We have to do it, uh, you know, ninety days a year in 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 our spaces. So we try to replicate as many cool things as we could from from that experience uh, here to Wrigley Field. Yeah, and Berkman's to those that don't know is the uh, hospitality area at the Masters that is uh, really on premise, but you can't see it from the course behind trees on on the fifth fairway uh, and has greens that are replicas of certain greens on the course that you can play and putt besides the food and drink and unique merchandise it is the crown jewel curious was there another venue uh either a, a physical venue or activity that you saw at a 
park or arena, baseball or not, that you guys left there thinking, man, they figured it out. We need to replicate that in some way. Yeah, so I, I think, um, so starting with Berkman's, if you go in there, they have several different restaurant experiences that you can that you can do, and they each have a different theme, uh, everything from, you know, fine, fine southern dining to a great pub that, you know, that pays homage to Alistair McKenzie to um, a, a great little restaurant in honor of former President Eisenhower. That, like, so, and we, we took, we took that theme and concept away to, to create our different spaces at Wrigley and, and again, have something for every different type of Cubs fan. Um, but that wasn't it. We, you know, we, we went up to Minnesota, and one of the things that we loved in Minnesota was just how open their experiences were. And you walk down the different um, sweet corridors of either the Target Center or um, Excel Center and Target Field, I think, is a little bit like this, too. And, and the doors to their suites were either glass or partially frosted glass, and it just gave a much more open and kind of Midwestern feeling to everything. So we, we took that as a takeaway, and when you walk down our corridor now, you'll notice that we, we build our doors to kind of replicate that. And we loved how, I'll give another Minnesota reference, we loved how you know the lodge kind of feeling and wood was incorporated into a lot of their experiences. So we did the same thing here, and we incorporated the brick of Wrigley Field and, and the surrounding neighborhood uh, and and you'll put that into a lot of the spaces. We over the years, as three flats and other things have been torn down in the neighborhood, and and we know that they're they're over a hundred years old and kind of have that original Wrigley brick. We've we've been uh, stockpiling that in anticipation for this uh, experience. So a lot of the the brick that you see in our new spaces at Wrigley are either original Wrigley Field brick from 1914 or from a neighboring building that was built at the exact same time. So, What, what do you think has changed the most in the sales process for you from cold calling pistons tickets to these massive assets that you're selling? It, it, but it's still, it's still a one-to-one experience sometime. What, what do you think's changed the most in just the sales process and how you communicate with people? I, you, I, think, I think, you know, my personal life experiences has changed how I approach that. And, you know, in, in a prior life, when I, when I was working for Time Warner, my job was to, to take our hospitality and sponsorship assets and try to figure out ways to generate revenue with them. And I've, I've tried to take that experience and, um, and, and bring it here with, with how we talk to our customers. And, you know, if, if done the right way, you know, hospitality and sponsorship can be extremely additive to your business. It's not just a, a boondoggle for, uh, for people to come out and have fun at a Cubs game. And it's not just parking a sign in, in the ballpark. If, if you get a real understanding of, what what your prospects' goals and objectives are, and and how how their business operates, then you can put something together that is 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 really additive. And I think like just over time, as I think about the difference between cold calling from Pistons tickets to to now, it's um, 
you know, the interest in really understanding what makes our, our, our partners and, and prospects tick and what really drives their business and trying to provide them with something that, that can help them get there. Well, you hit, it on, you hit on it earlier when you say asking customers what they want. <laughs> There's a simplicity to that statement that uh, many brands do not do, property or not, just brand and customer relationship and experience. Um, go back, way back to that, those Pistons days, but also Miami. Did you, how did you get that Pistons job coming out of Oxford, or was there something in between there? No, it's it's funny. I so I stayed. Um, I stayed for summer school. Good for uh, you. Which Everybody the, should do that. <laughs> it's the best. I did it. I, too. I did it too. I did it too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Oxford during the summer, you you form a bond with the with the people that are there, and it is oh my gosh, it's one of the best experiences. So I stayed and I picked up. Um, I don't even know if we do this anymore, but a thematic sequence in in management um, when uh, when when the Snavelys uh, used to used to teach that, and so I took I took that uh, two management classes and picked up a thematic sequence in management, um, and I was walking through the halls and I had an old professor, Dr. Gifford, who I had also done the Moscow uh, experience with, and he said, "What are you going to do next year?" And I said, I have no idea. I think I want to work in, in music or entertainment or sports or something. And he said, this, this is the way, like, I think jobs were back then. But he said, my parents' neighbor's son is the, the head of ticket sales for the Detroit Pistons. Would you ever have an interest in working there? And I, I graduated high school near Toledo and, uh, you know, always grew up a Pistons fan. So, uh, that sounded interesting, and I, I went on one interview and met the group and saw what this sports thing could kind of be, and uh, the rest was history. And I that was my first job, and I started in August of 98, and I was off and running. Well, I mean, it also, we, we look past it, but talk about value of relationships and the um, what the professor thought of you. You know, if he doesn't like you, if he doesn't trust you, if he doesn't think you're going to be good for somebody, he's not saying my friend of and their son is, mm. is looking. And so yep. th- there, there is some power to that for sure. You know, it's funny, summer in Miami brings me back to, I think, one of my first real-life sales and marketing lessons when I went to Kroger's uh, to get some food, and I realized that the price of food was half price once 15,000 students left campus and they were just <laughs> just serving the Oxford community. I, I learned supply and demand and economics pretty quickly just with that one experience to get turkey sandwiches or whatever I was going to. Right. <laughs> right. Supply and demand. Right. What? And you yeah, had, we had, I, well, go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to give a shout-out to uh, my friend Adrian Carroll, who for years called that place K-Roger. Uh, <laughs> she, she was from the East Coast and just thought it was called K-Roger. I love it. I love it. You, <laughs> you, you mentioned Moscow experience. Did you go to Moscow during a semester or for a, a period of time when you were in school? Yeah, so I did, I did the summer Luxembourg program, um, and we were the last class in, in Lux City. And then um, continued on from there uh, to to the Moscow program. So um, I think we met everybody in the Frankfurt airport, if I remember correctly, everybody coming from my... So the, there was a group that came from London. There was a group that came from 
um, the the traveling business school, and everybody kind of descended, and we all went to Ma- uh, to Moscow after that. It was uh, it was once in a lifetime, obviously, but uh, but just such a great experience, and and the, the Luxembourg um, experience it, it, when I, when when students ask me like for advice on what they should do uh well you know at miami and like luxembourg and summer school are, are obviously high on my list and and everyone says that about luxembourg and the international experience what is it for you or what was it for you that you still to this day use that as a strong recommendation I the the setup is so good. Like you're, Luxembourg is is so centrally located. You can get anywhere, and so you, we I get the chance to experience a bunch of different cultures, and see and 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 be a part of things that I had only either seen in movies. And I remember the I, I think it was the first Mission Impossible was. It was the first or second. I can't remember. It was it was had come out, and we were there, and we watched we watched the movie on probably VHS at the time. But I'm gonna say DVD, so maybe it's not cooler. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched it on DVD, and then we went to Prague and stayed in the hotel where uh, you know where Tom Cruise had, you know had his his camp set up. I mean, it's just like you got to do it, just the experience. The life experience was was uh, was what makes that that thing. Um, it's just such a a great opportunity for for a Miami student. And if a Cubs game had fifteen thousand Miami students or alumni at a game, what would be the one food or experience or activity that you would bring from Oxford and put it inside Wrigley, even if it didn't make money, just to make you feel good every day? Well, I I think just just by default there are probably ten thousand Miami people inside <laughs> Ripley Field at, at every game because there's a lot of us who live here in Chicago. Um, what would be um, like is is a mime probe even an, an option? <laughs> I think I I think we get that. I'm not sure if the well maybe the mind probe drink is still sold at at one of the bars on campus. Um, well, well, if, if it would be it would be a mind probe with um with with seven different types of liquor uh, provided by Jim Beam, of course. Oh, I love it. I love it. And, and yeah. last uh, last. Um, recommendation for a student leaving now that is about to ask a professor what to do or you're not sure uh, what do you tell them in their 20s uh, that they should they should absolutely do Um, are you saying from an experience standpoint or from yeah or just thinking uh, about life and work in the future yeah Um, so it's funny because we had a group of um, junior and senior and, and, and some MBA students from the communications department up here a couple weeks ago. And, um, you sat down and had that exact conversation. And, and I pointed back to the story of when like, my, my first job was a referral. And, um, I hadn't, I had never thought about that. You actually said, uh, something about like the professor obviously trusted me for some reason. Um, but I, you know, I think like, like, your relationships as you go through your your career and your your work career you never know who you know, where the person sitting next to you is going to end up 
So my my advice to them was just be nice to everybody. <laughs> just like never never burn a bridge. Uh, be helpful. Be collaborative. Um, because you know I, I always I always point back to this. Like my first job with the Pistons, the the person sitting next to me who used to run sales and marketing for the Bears, he now runs sales for the new Los Angeles stadium that that is being put up. It's a two billion dollar stadium, and he's in charge of that project. And he's a good friend. I have uh, another buddy from that from the that era who is the COO of of another uh, sales agency called Legends. The the CEO of Legends uh, was my first boss. So. The, you just never know where people are going to end up, so just treat people accordingly, and and um, and you know think about those relationships and what they could be in the future. Thanks everybody for tuning in to Beyond High Street. Thank you, Andy, for taking time out during spring training and all the sales efforts you and your team are doing right now. Best of luck as baseball season starts up here shortly. Thanks everybody. Share the pod. Send in new guests to the Twitter account, the Facebook feed. Love hearing from everybody. Thanks so much. See you at Skippers real soon. Take care.